This is the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast, a more advanced look at tattooing. It's a podcast about science and design and uh, giving you ways to improve your tattooing. It's not really for the beginner, but more for the established artist who has questions that need answering. There is one rule on this show. Don't ask us what brands we use. And I guess we're talking now. I guess this is what happens, right? <laughs> it's like the most awkward yeah. transition ever. <laughs> I was expecting like a flashing light. It's fine. Um, it's like fucking improv. <laughs> it comes on. There we go. Just go. Recording in session. I was going to make a sign. Yeah, I, I got to make one, I think, for the door, too, so my kiddos don't just come storming in and start kicking shit over. Mm. Like they did today. Today is my consult day. My son came in and he just like literally grabbed something off the ground, smashed me in the head with it because he's like, let's play, dad. And I couldn't hear because I've got my, my headphones on. Today. And he hit me and he knocked me onto the ground and I, I come back up and my client is laughing like hysterically, like it was fucking staged or something. And it wasn't. I was hurt. And it kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> I was like, why are you laughing? She's like, my God, I guess that makes sense. I'd probably do the same thing. So. Anyways, how was your day so far? <laughs> My day was so boring. I uh, I just sat here staring at blank paper. I'm, I'm trying to like force myself to draw small stuff and my brain fights me every chance it gets. So like, if I have to think of a small like palm-sized tattoo design, I just can't do it. I can draw a huge shit all day. I can draw back pieces, sleeves, whatever. It just flows like a river. Anything small, though. I guess, are you doing like those gotcha ponds for like a get what you get no, type no, thing? No. Or I just draw, draw. Are you just doodling? Um, yeah. Just noodling? I think it's healthy like, as an artist. Even yeah. if you aren't supposed to be drawing, like you don't have a reason to, then you should still like draw. Right? It's a mental exercise. Right? Keep yourself going. But yeah. Because I'm trying to force yeah. myself to work specifically in a small stage, so like a four by four square or something like that, then the only thing that ever pops into my head is just cliche old recycled crap. And I'm not going to draw that, you know. Oh. I'm not going to put the effort in on that. Have you ever tried doing um, uh, like scenery, landscapes? Well, I mean, small I used to like paint landscapes and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, like plain air or some shit. It just doesn't catch my imagination as far just as like it's one of my designs go. Because like when I got into tattooing, I got into oh. tattooing because tattoos were fucking rad, you know? Like they were all like grim reapers and dragons <laughs> and just the cool shit. And yeah. now it's like, okay, but I guess yeah. I have to draw like a cute little bird and some flowers. <laughs> that's that's 99%. I'm known as the flower guy, right? So yeah, I used to only just do horror-based stuff. I do skulls right. and smoke and flames and death. And like literally now, 10 years later, all I do is flowers. I like, I don't mind tattoo. I like, and I, maybe that's where I maybe get like stagnation now, but like I started looking at things technically. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out the best and most efficient way to do the same designs, you know, that are just recycled anyways, like over and over and over a better ways of doing it, changing perspectives or layers or depth or something, you know, trying to make it more concise or more compact or using different needle groupings instead of just like, this is literally the three millionth peony that I've ever tattooed, <laughs> which seems to be like, 
I, peonies are like the koi fishes. Do you remember koi fishes when you first started? I didn't tattoo koi fishes Fuck. when I first started. I didn't tattoo koi fishes until like six years after I started tattooing. And at that point, oh, no I shit. had a really specific standard on like how my koi fish should look. So, it, you know, it never ended up looking like an old dick koi fish. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we just had to do them. Everyone was asking for kanji koi fish and like anything Japanese when I first started. That was just like it. I want to get a Japanese tattoo. I'm like, well, you're white. Why, like, it's not appropriation or not, but like, it, it made me wonder, like, why do you want to get a koi fish? They're lucky. Okay. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but I've just heard that on the TV. Oh, okay. Well, you know, like, that makes sense. I'm avidly huge into Japanese tattooing. I love Japanese tattooing and a lot of the stuff behind it. Um, but I feel weird saying that I do Japanese tattooing. You know, so I never say like, oh, yeah, I do Japanese tattooing. I'll tell people like, um, I do tattoos that are strongly influenced by Japanese folklore. By Japanese stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah so, I gotcha. <laughs> this is my appropriative white mindset in the Western world about how to do something Japanese to be respectful. Or are you just like, well, I wasn't trained in Japanese tattooing per se. So I'm looking at it differently. Like how? I'm not a traditional Japanese tattoo yeah. artist, so I don't want to call myself a Japanese tattoo artist. At the same time, I'm not uh, Japanese, right. so I don't want to call myself a Japanese tattoo artist. <laughs> I got you. The very literal appropriation. I got you, yeah. I, when people ask me, like, hey, can you do, like, you know, Japanese designs? I'm like, I don't have a style in tattooing. That's my favorite thing to say, right? I don't really have a style. I can do, you know. I can attempt to do most things as, as competently as possible. I'm more focused on the, the technical application of the tattoo. So if we can come up with something that I think can be done well, I can do it well. Sidestep, right? <laughs> Just like walk around the entire engagement of this stuff and try to treat it with as much respect as possible. Yeah, not a lot of people understand the fact that like Japanese specifically is so hard press and strict on specific rules for everything that goes into the work you know has really specific stuff mm. um and i personally like to break a lot of rules when i'm tattooing oh yeah yeah like if a tiger doesn't represent this time of the year with these type of flowers or something like that it's like whatever right, right. <laughs> if you go to japan maybe a traditional japanese tattoo would be like that's wrong maybe like but it looks fucking rad, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, he's got a Dodgers cap on, which I know it's probably not the right thing. To I say. think the worst part is like, there's no real like strong American folklore, you know. Like, we don't have a whole lot of cool mm. shit to fall back on, so we we have to steal no. everything from all of the other cultures around us. Yeah, yeah, dude. Was um. Like, do you, do you remember, or have you ever heard the name, like, Leo Zuleta? Yeah. Yeah, I did the Black Tribal stuff, right? Like, this is the dude that started the 90s, 80s, 90s Black Tribal <laughs> stuff. And I don't think anyone really knows his name. He still does it, right? That's kind of like, I, I think he's, you know, like an Islander, Polynesian or something. Like, he's, he's fucking, and like, the dude does just sick fucking work. And then I'll go down and see Terry down the street doing it, being like, yeah. <laughs> this is sick. I'm, I've been into this for like 15 years. I know all about it. Like, bro, <laughs> uh, you just stole something. Like what else do you got? My family is, 
you know, French Canadian and uh, we believe in cheese. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. We don't have anything. I just think about like, what do we have? We have folklore, gross stories and racism. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't think that I want to tattoo any of those really because our folklore and racism is kind of inextricably intertwined. Um, fucking America. We can't publish this racism talk shit. <laughs> Let's get warmed up. Let's just scoot this back. Ready? So, dude, I'm super fucking tired today. Nice. <laughs> uh, I got in last night. I don't know what your work hours are like. I think you keep better track of your time than I do. But I got home at 2 a.m. And uh, I left to go to work at 6 a.m. So it was a 20-hour day. I did one tattoo that was minimum priced. And the rest of the day was spent drafting talking and mapping do you ever do that <laughs> no it's just usually really cut and dry really scheduled up i have mm. a mm. one half day tattoo session do the tattoo there might be a consult later on in the day yeah by one person that's, i yeah. deal with two people a day Are you- I think that's it that's it yeah i had uh i had one where we're finishing a, a large cover up on a rib panel it was like some really bulky it looked like it had been done with like a 13 round liner like chemical composition like one of those like bar line whatever chemical thingies it was like for dopamine or serotonin and covered it up with honeycomb and uh that was fun final sitting it was like an hour just whatever and then somebody came in they were gonna get a tattoo super nice dude he's one of my buddies and i was like let's do this tattoo he's like let's talk. And we talked politics and he's like very far conservative and I'm not quite so much. Uh, you would say we talked for like three hours and then my next client came in, we mapped a leg sleeve. So like with my, I know you, you do, do you do a lot of your artwork just on paper and then transfer it directly to the skin? And that's, that's pretty it. much. Or do you ever do like mock-ups? Yeah. <clears throat> We've been mocking up everything on everyone before we do it now. Jad's like an extra step or two, which has been time consuming. It's fun. At least, you mean by mocking um, up, though? I guess that's the question. I'll do a full marker rendering of a large scale piece on a person that they can wear for you know a day, a week, or something like that before they make a decision to jump in and get it done. So, I've done that a couple of times. If somebody like I had a girl that wanted her first tattoo, um, so I just drew like a basic shape of the tattoo on her thigh, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, just wear that home and see if you're actually cool with how big that's gonna be you know i'll do it if i feel like i'm pretty positive that they don't want a tattoo as big as they think they do yeah i don't do it for every tattoo because that would be just fucking (laughs) (laughs) yeah much work my my process i think is weird yeah that just it's a lot of work we go through so like my, my schedule for a, a, a tattoo, it was all tattoos. Now it's just kind of like large scale projects. Now it's like, so we start, we do a meet and greet consultation. We don't really even talk about the tattoo too much. Maybe just the broad, broad strokes of the idea and see if we even want to work together. Right. Cause we don't get along or maybe just don't communicate well. I, I'm not going to work right. personally. Right. Um, we agree to it. Then we go to consultation process after that, which they have to pay for. It's um, $50 for the, the process. It's usually three separate consultations, right? We're going to work on, art application, aesthetics, uh, genetic and health backgrounds, and then trying to define the design as effectively as they can for me so I understand what they want. 
like you have homework, they've got to like find references and pictures and come up with like keywords and all this stuff. And then we get all that together. We do a Zoom call where we map up the design together with the references to kind of see what the layout's going to be. I'll go back home, study it a little bit. We come in, we do a draw on with markers, right? And try to map it out, everything, how it's going to be size-wise, everything. Take a picture of that, all different angles, depending on where it's at. They go home, work for two days, give me notes if we need to. And then I draft the final artwork. And then I apply the stencil. Then we do the tattoo. What do you think? <laughs> it's, hey, if you want to stretch yourself out, you can go right ahead, buddy. Uh, Dude, yeah. My consultations it, it quadrupled are pretty, my workload. pretty sweet, pretty cut and dry. Um, I meet them. We'll chit chat for like 20 minutes or something like that, getting to know each other, you know? like um, More specifically, when we get into the tattoo, I usually just want them to tell me their story. You know, like what yeah. the story? Because I'm an illustrator. I want to know the story so I can design the story, the image for the story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, being a book cover illustrator. You, you got to read the book if you're going to make the cover, you know? So, yeah, we could broad strokes. It might be like okay. an hour or so of their ideas or input or stuff like this, et cetera. But like, once that's done, that's it. I'm going to draw a design and it's going to be fucking killer because it's going to take me, you know, mm -hmm. almost three weeks to draw this design because I'll draw it, then I'll redraw yeah. it, and then I'll draw it again, and then I'll redraw it. <laughs> you know, I'm never happy. Yeah, 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 with it. totally. And once I get mm -hmm. it to the point to where I'm fucking happy with it, I know they're going to be stoked on it. So, yeah. You are a pretty harsh critic over your own stuff, aren't oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> like you'll tear your shit apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way with my stuff. I, I'm I am not, and I, I know guys who are that they can sit down and they'll they'll draw something and it's just one shot and it's like fucking perfect. You know what I mean? And I can't do that. I'm a polisher. I polish stuff. I just like I have a drawing and shapes, and then I'll overlay tracing paper, draw it again and again and again and again and again. You know, and I end up with 60 pieces of paper, and then the final thing is fucking rad, but it's taken a lot of effort to get there. You know, I would never be comfortable for that in depth either. Drawing something one time. No. <laughs> I if I draw something <laughs> one time and then I sit back and I look at it, right? Like uh there's going to always be something that could have been slightly better. Yeah. And by no means am I willing to just take this thing that could be a little bit better and then go charge my client six grand for it, knowing that it could be better. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Do you draw a line like that with, with people maybe when you're training them, right? Where they've maybe gotten into a hole. You know, if you have somebody that's working with you or something, they're wanting a critique or whatever, and they've come to a point where they're like, I think this is the best I can do, but they're still not happy with it. I don't know. Like one, if you ever get in that situation, right? I know I do. I'm sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do any better than this. It's still not as good as what I think it could be. Right. But I'm pretty happy with my ability. Like if you get there, if you see someone's doing that, like how, how would you approach that feeling? You know, I like two trains of thought. I always have two trains of thought. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like if somebody brings me their design, right? Like one, I know that person's skill set for the most part. If I know that yeah. person, I know their skill set because I meticulously break down everyone that works around me. Right. It's <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking picking at everyone, so right? 
what's going on in there? If we yeah. understand their skill set, we know where to cap off the conversation. You know, like their shit's gotcha. never gonna be way up here at the moment. You know, yeah. but <laughs> at the same time, knowing yeah. their skill set, if I can look at it and see that it's way beneath their skill set, then I'm gonna push them to put that shit up, you know, as high as yeah. they get. So yeah. It's hmm. it's just gonna depend on that's every a good way scenario. of doing it. Yeah. What about you personally? So have you like I have you want... as far as skill sets go, I have a horror story of a skill set. Right. So yeah. I know for a fact that I can continue drawing on something until it's absolutely photorealistic. But I yeah. don't want to tattoo that shit. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So a yeah. lot of times I, I have to like set a limiting device, essentially. Like I have to go really pick out my quote-unquote style or whatever it is that I'm shooting for and then try to nail that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I got you. Does a uh, budget pull into that? Like if somebody say like, well, I've got, you know, yeah. it says six grand, I've got 3,500, right? You'd be like, okay, well, I know that my bar is, my line is here. Like I'm not going to go, you know, hyper-realistic or something. Right, and that's the cool part about like yeah. being able to dance between tattoo styles, you know, like the yeah. idea between like neo-traditional or like new school or illustrative realism. Yeah. So these are all just platforms that really you know, you can set a budget too. If you want something to be neo-traditional, sweet, it'll take four hours. If you want something to be photorealistic, yeah. great. It's going to take me 14 hours, you know, like. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, real yeah, yeah, totally. A sliding scale, right? Like there's, we have one side, do you want American traditional, right? Or do you want like fucking Chuck Close hyper-realism, right. right? There's a, lif- a level of interpretation for this stuff, yeah. If I have to do a back piece with a bug pin three, you're going to be paying a lot of money for this <laughs> tattoo, right? Um, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I've totally approached my stuff that way as well. I try to lead with that. And I, I don't know if this happens with you too, but I find people are uncomfortable talking budget sometimes. It's almost like they want to be told what they have to spend so they can work for it rather than being told that, you know, like I'm, I'm competent enough, at least where I'm at in my tattoo career personally, right? If somebody comes in, they say, well, I only have $500 for this. It's like under $500 is a lot of money. I can tailor the tattoo to fit that budget. You know, we can leave out this, 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 and still set it up for hopefully in the future, you know, if you want to add to this, or maybe you can't hit it right now. Maybe we got to wait six months for this. Like we're going to try to design it so that we can come back in and finish it up at a time. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Do you have that like with your clientele for the most part, or do you find that people are just they come in over prepared and they're like, dude, I've got like 10 G's. Let's fucking do this shit. <laughs> so generally speaking, the like third question out of my mouth is always what's your budget? Mm. Like yeah. hands down. I don't give a shit yeah. if it makes them nervous or whatever. Right. Cause that's really important. Yeah. It's what's your budget. Yeah. And if they try to do like dance around it, stuff like that, but like, like, I don't really care what your budget is, you know, it's your bank account, not mine. So if it's five hundred dollars or ten grand, you got to let me know because I don't want to design a ten thousand dollar tattoo if you only got five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, five hundred bucks. And yeah. then it just like, it just like it breaks tension for them, you know, and they can openly talk about how much they can actually afford as far as the tattoo goes. You know, then we can show them options as far as what's going to be available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I got, yeah. Uh, the, the analogy I use is like, if somebody's coming in to fix your kitchen, right, they're going to remodel it. You don't just say, just go for it. Right. And they spend a quarter million dollars doing your kitchen. Right. And you're like, but I had 20 G's. Right. It's like kind of the same thing. Okay. That's cool, dude. <clears throat> do you, do you look at tattooing and doing that analogy? Do you look at it more as a trade or do you look at it more as like, like a craft or trader? Is it just like an artistic expression of the individual? How do you look at it? That's a tough question. Personally, hmm. I will always see tattooing as a trade, right? Like hmm. we're craftsmen for the most part, maybe not the entire industry, but <laughs> craftsmen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. But like there's real elegant beauty in the idea that craftsmanship is so key in tattooing, right? Every tiny little thing that we do boils down to a great tattoo. Um, but on the other hand, to the client's perspective, this could just be, you know, some quick clash. This is my fashion thing for the, yeah. the week, et cetera. You know, like they're never yeah. going to view it or romanticize it the way that we are as the, you know, the artist or the craftsman doing the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. So, and sometimes you have to meet your, your client's energy on that, which is really hard for me to do a lot of times because like the the client themselves could be so nonchalant about their tattoo and not give an actual shit about it. You know, so it's, yeah. it's really hard to yeah, dude. yeah when you do actually care about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's one of those things with like with my consult process where it's so like protracted, right? Is initially if I get into it and somebody's just kind of like, yeah, I'm getting this because I think it's hot, like H-A-W-T. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm really going to work with you because most of the time, a lot of my clientele is people who've had bad tattoos, bad tattoo experiences. They need cover-ups or I'm polishing turds, right? Which is my specialty is I polish turds. You bring me in a tattoo, it looks like garbage and I, you know, sometimes fix it, which is fantastic uh, for the people at times. <laughs> Such a pain in the ass. Um but yeah, I, I, I try to like filter those people away, right? Because I, I, at least with the how much effort I'm putting into stuff, I kind of want people who are going to try to become as involved as like where I'm at with the, the tattooing design. So it's like, I almost take a more educational approach to the, to the tattooing as opposed to just being like a strict artist, which is, but I mean, I didn't always do this. This has been like new in like the past year, we've really focused on things like this. It's, it's, it's really tough. I kind of almost wish I could go back to having a lot of security and in, in my ability and being able to be a voice for that person's idea, as opposed to trying to get them to define their voice to me. And then like taking a bit more of the control of the design towards the end. Right. Cause sometimes it's a humdinger, bro. <laughs> They'll be like, this is what I want. You're like, that is so bad. Oh my God. Well, I don't think we can do that. Like, I don't want to put my name on that. Cause I'm going to have to move to another fucking state. Right. But it, it, anyways, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know. I always see your tattoos. And I'm like, man, I fucking love that guy. Everything is always so good. And he's just like a fucking conduit for awesome. And then I've just done like this thing that looks like a two-year-old drew it. And I'm like, ah, you know, the person's ecstatic. They understand so much about tattooing. And they just like, this is the best experience ever. And I'm like, but I think it looks like a piece of junk. It's but that's the best that we could do. Like I'm trying anyways. What's your, what's your thought on that? Are you just like, dude, fucking hard L up to the forehead for you, Ryan? Like, what up? Or like, <laughs> I mean, you're always gonna be like your <laughs> own worst critic, you know? Like, 
I'll never ask anybody for a critique because I'm constantly tearing my shit apart, you know? And every once in a while, I do ask people for critiques, but like, also, <laughs> I remember I asked you for critique the first time I met you and you're like, yeah, tattoo shit. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> dude, I fucking love you. It contrasts off a little bit. How long ago was this done? I'm like 12 years ago. You're like, I hope you got better since then. And I was just like, dude, you're the best human being I've ever met. That was awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would do the same uh, shit to my own work, you know, like, and I tell people constantly, don't ask me for criticism because you're not going to enjoy it. I, I, we're not beating around the bush. I loved your critique. Uh, no, like that was awesome. I'd love to see you grading or like uh, judging a convention. You know what I mean? Like yeah, seeing people come in. I could just see you just like turn away. You know, Actually, <laughs> just turn away. Like, last convention I was at that I judged, I almost got in a fist fight with the guy next to me um, because yeah. he said a shit tattoo looked so amazing. And like you could see the inconsistency, the just patches missing and the saturation, fucking janky ass line work. But of course, it's probably one of his <laughs> fucking buddies or some dumb shit. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But mm. like, I had people threatening me at one time. I was sitting up there. I'm like, this tattoo, it was a neat design, but there was like, it was like bio-organic, right? Like you never bring bio to a judging, you know, that's fine. The guy did a sleeve, a whole sleeve and organic on this big bubble looking motherfucker in eight hours, a whole sleeve. Yeah, and it was like neon colors. Time. I'm like, it's not a no right like i was just like it's not there's like no blacks and there's lack of depth there's like no variance in line weights like this the fit and flow are just very consistent that 3d figure eight where you just like copy and pasting it right and it's it could be better and there was another tattoo that came up it was a peacock and it was like just fundamentally just it was just perfectly done like i couldn't find any flaws with it nothing it was just really well done the designs were totally opposites right like a peacock can win hands down it did right actually right but the other guy his entourage was like fuck you motherfucker you don't know tattooing like oh oops fuck you too you know like i was in pasadena Uh, or something like that in 2016 or 17 and uh uh, did a tattoo probably five inches tall and beat out uh i can't remember the name we don't want to say names anymore yeah we don't want to this say guy, he worked yeah. for like two days straight or some shit on this dude's whole leg right just breaking his back trying to get this tattoo done went up for tattoo of the day or and uh my tiny little tattoo bested everyone including this dude's <laughs> giant leg sleeve and like it was like Moby Dick, you know, boat and fishermen and all this shit, but like all their faces were jacked <laughs> up. The whale didn't look like a whale, the water didn't look like water. I was like, come on, dude. Like you could have spent 72 hours working on this tattoo, yeah, but four hours at a time every month and did a killer tattoo. Yeah. So just per- yeah. Or you know, just rush through it because you're at a convention and you think that makes you fucking cool. <laughs> Look at me, motherfuckers! You, you. <laughs> and what did you do at the for the five hour tattoo? Do you remember a uh, wine bottle? Classic. <laughs> yeah. 
That's fantastic. Now, message from our sponsors. Today, we're sponsored by Merlot, just in general, not the brand, just the just the type of wine. Thank you, Merlot, for sponsoring us today. Um, that's fucking rad, dude. Did you did you get some evils from that dude? Was he just? I'm looking oh, yeah. at fucking hood. Sorry, was he just like daggers, like the rest of the fucking show? Oh yeah, dude. He was so pissed. He stormed across the tattoos on my old lady, actually. So mm. you can check it out. You know, yeah. Days, but, uh, he stormed over and he's like, "Let me see that fucking tattoo." <laughs> Just super <laughs> pissed about it and shit like that. But he uh, stood there for a good five minutes checking it out or whatever. He's like, "All right, it's a good tattoo." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I secede this uh, loss. Um, yeah, that's a good tattoo. I like, like proofs in the pudding, right? When you look at something, you're like. I don't know why. I always get like a, a, a feel, right? When you just see something that's technically well done, right? And I always think about timeline. That's the biggest thing in the back of my mind, right? If I see a tattoo now and I think it's going to look like shit in five years, I don't think it's a good tattoo personally, right? It's not just the one picture on Instagram and oh my gosh, how'd you do that? And then you know, three weeks later, it's gone. I like, I want to see something right. 10 years from now that looks the exact same. Why is everyone on fire today? Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's what we get for recording outside. Um, like, I, I think of like a- Adrian Lee, right? Adrian Lee is such a good tattooer. His stuff is is super complex, but it's just, I've seen tattoos of his that are like 15 years old and they look rad, you know? They're just good tattoos. It's nothing that's extravagant, crazy, ultra photorealism, any of this other stuff. It's just it's just really good, clean work. There's distinct you know, there was- background, you know? If there was anyone that I'd love to sit down with for a week and see what kind of fucking voodoo they're up to, it would be Elliot Wells. Yeah? What's Elliot Wells? Elliot Wells, man. Uh, he always posts healed photos of his work, but his fucking healed photos look better than the day he did the tattoo. Is it Wells or Wellen? Wells. Wells tattoo? Let's see this. Oh wow! Do this stuff is like super the fundamentally strongest tattooer on the face of the planet, or something. Whatever he does, his tattoos go wow. up so fucking good. Yeah, it's just solid, clean work, right? Like designs are really strong. Color theory is awesome on this too. Like it's, it's, and it's fundamental stuff, but this is your, your 1090 rule, right? 10% core competency, right. 90% good choices. His stuff is rad, dude. I'm looking at it right now and we're recording this. So if anyone knows Elliot Wells, tell him to reach out to us. If you're listening back on this episode and we haven't had him <laughs> on yet, have him get in touch. We want to pick his brain. These are fantastic. It's, and I mean, yeah. it doesn't. It's like if nothing... you scroll down and start seeing his healed photos, man, they're they're so oh, wow. mind blowing. Oh wow! Yeah, I got a healed one up right now. I'm just on a, a, a Bing image search or whatever. This is amazing. Like this is really really cool stuff. Like his, it's just tidy. Like it just looks technically sound. Like you know what this tattoo in five years is gonna look the same, and it's just gonna be great. You know what I mean? That's right. That's awesome. Well, thank you for this. I'm gonna go ahead and tattoo porn out on this later. That's floral work. His floral work is like it's like that branching of like neo trad, new schooly kind of you know stuff. Is right. Aaron Kane type of like color palette. You know what I mean? Like that's as cool as hell. Wow. Okay. Cool. Go back to our fucking full screen here. Back to our regular scheduled program. Um, that's rad. 
How, how did you know, find out about that guy? I don't even remember, man. I, yeah. I've been following him. I, we're friends on Facebook. We have been for a while now. Oh, right on. Um, but um, it's probably like eight years ago, something like that. Nine years ago, I stumbled across his work and it just blew my fucking mind like instantly, you know. Uh, but then seeing his healed photos of his tattoo work, it's just even more mind blowing because he'll put them side by side, like fresh versus yeah. healed. And the fucking healed tattoo looks so goddamn incredible. <laughs> like you would think that the healed tattoo was the fresh tattoo. Yeah. It's just goddamn. That's awesome, dude. It's like the goal, right? When you see a tattoo and you do it and it comes back and it looks the same, it's just like, I, I, I very rarely do I do script writing because I, I've never, they never come back looking as good to me as they could be. Right. But recently I did right. just one word, remember, and just like pencil writing or whatever. And it came back to a year and a half later and it looked fucking good. I was like, wow, I did it. I was like congratulating myself, high-fiving everyone in the shop. They're like, <laughs> that's good lettering, Ryan. Good job. You know, it's just like, oh right. yeah, fundamentals, bitches. You know, it's like, dude, it's fucking seven letters, you know? I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm really happy with myself. That's, I find the hardest, right? If I have a tattoo that's this big and you make a single mistake, there's no way to hide it. You know what I mean? If it's a sleeve, right. you can kind of, you know, I've seen a couple world-class artists line work when they're doing a sleeve and it's atrocious. <laughs> they're like, ah, it'll buff out later. I'm like, <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> we have single pass line work over here. Oh, okay. Right on. You know, that's cool. I don't know. I do have a bit of a process as far as my line work goes for large scale shit. And generally speaking on that first pass of my line work, I don't give a fuck about it. Get it to the skin. <laughs> Commit it, right? <laughs> yeah right it's just a more permanent stencil mm -hmm. at that point just know where you're, you're if you're working on a full sleeve or a full back or something like because when you go back through you know that's when you're really going to look at your line work and dictate line weights and strength yeah. and stuff like that yeah you know, you're going to edit and adjust everything anyway yeah but uh i mean on the smaller tattoos though it's it's like the the apparent right like you have to absolutely make that a bulletproof tattoo it has to be yeah absolutely if you yeah. don't you could be kicking your own ass yeah you know? like, <laughs> that is literally like you did a bad tattoo it's time to move to another state like i'm going to st louis now i'm sorry like i can't be in washington right. anymore whatever right <laughs> you're like why did you work in so many shops for so many years because i did a lot of bad tattoos when i started like i had to keep fucking moving man i'd be like oh, oh this isn't good i'm just going to fucking seattle now or something right just like get out uh because yeah I, well that i mean also is trying to learn i had i had the hardest time trying to get that stuff down like i still single pass line work still kind of evades me at times i'm i'm really prone to going in and reworking stuff and trying to make sure it's saturation is always consistent like i've never been a single pass person you know not only with art but even with like tattooing and application um are you are you kind of the same way like will you sit there and finagle with stuff like you're saying like large-scale stuff even if it's something small will you sit there and really take the time to polish every small nuance aspect before before you consider it done or are you just kind of like well if i do any more this isn't going to be good and then fucking there you go yeah i mean there's always a point where too much is just too much yeah you know like if I do a small tattoo, I, I use a really limited set for everything. I have a three liner, a nine liner, and a nine mag. That's, That's it. Yeah. That's dude, legit the exact same setup that I have. Rarely if I'll bring out right, anything like, more than that. Yeah. yeah. If I can't accomplish it 
with that needle set, then it's not really worth it. This is, yeah. Then this isn't a, this isn't a well-crafted 10, that's a 1090 tattoo. There's swag, dude, 1090. Like that's gotta be, right. That's the show's logo right there. It's not the, that's the tagline, just 1090. People will get it. Listen, (laughs) 90% good choice. (laughs) If you can't get to that choice limit there, you're making bad choices. This is not something good that you want to do. That's interesting. That's really where it all boils out to, though. It's like yeah. that ten percent. We're gonna do a fundamental fucking tattoo. Sit down and hold tight. Ninety percent <laughs> of it is this. Okay, I'm just not gonna fuck this up. It's yeah. easy. Oh, should I pull out a, a, an eleven round on this? Nah, I don't need to do that. It's fine. I've got a five. I can just double it up. It's fine, right? Um, that's funny. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna fucking stop now. Pause. So that was a good one. Read,